The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Happy Brandon Day. Happy Brandon Day. You got to start it with that, right? There's no lead up. No, there is no lead up. You, no lead you up. have to start. That's what the people are waiting for. They're waiting for the ailments and they're waiting for you to tell everybody happy Brandon Day. You got any ailments today? No, surprisingly not. I think yeah. we're... Uh, we're in good shape. I really struggled with my allergies on Saturday. It was bad because of all the fires around <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. Like I, I was sneezing every two seconds. It was just my nose was congested and uh, it was not great. And then uh, my fiance got it the next day and then we were both were fine to start the work week. Yeah, not bad. I actually woke up with a bloody nose during that fire thing, too. It was really um, I mean, it, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I can't complain because uh, we're we're in West L.A. You are, too. Um, yes. So we were just getting kind of whatever the wind was wafting our direction, which was unpleasant. But there were a lot of people that were like in actual plumes of smoke. I'm yeah. guessing their allergies were a little worse than ours. In any event, uh, welcome to Fantasy NBA NBA Today. I think I know the name of the show. Yeah. Episode 700 or something. Uh, I'm Dan Vespers. He's Brandon Marcus at BD Marcus on Twitter. I am at Dan Vespers. Or as we just determined earlier this week, you can just search for... Dan from Hoopball. Now I don't have to make people spell my last name anymore. What a luxury. Look at you. You have made it big time. I have. Friend. I have. You just put my name with the place I work, and thank the good Lord, Google will spell my last name for you. Uh, so we're going to do something a little bit different this time, and, and I think folks on, that listen to this show know that I tend to shy away from kind of targets and things like that, but people have overwhelmed me with these, these points of, hey, you gotta like you got to plant your flag in something. So that last year is where the D-bombs were, were born from, these old guys that were falling too far. And I thought here, since this is our last Brandon Day before the season starts, so we're past, I mean, we're going to be past draft stuff by the next time you and I talk. Uh, this is sort of last chance for Brandon to, to plant his flag in a couple of, uh, maybe that should work, phrasing. I need to use an archer, <laughs> I'm going to use an archer drop in that part of the podcast. Um but we're going to do Brandon's favorites today. We haven't done that before. I, I feel like I need a Price is Right theme song or something for you, but um, you're ailment-free. It's Brandon Day. This feels like the right time for it. Yeah, and wow, next time we speak, it's going to be Lakers-Clippers. Oh, my Who God. Thought? And, uh, well, no Paul George. Correct. No Paul George for 10 games. By the way, going to promote the uh, Hoopball Clippers podcast. Yeah. Did ask. Tomar Azarli, I asked him, Tomer, pardon me, um, I asked him about Paul George before this news was broken. He thought he was probably going to miss closer to about 13 to 14 games, if he had to guess. Mm, yeah. So he, he thought when all was said and done, he'll probably play close to 62 to 64 games. Um, I was asking him in terms of fantasy, where do you think that he would go? And he said probably close to third round. Um, he hasn't done fa- done fantasy much recently. But he thinks that would probably make sense. So uh, for those of you that are drafting, um, Paul George, I think now is a stay away. Unfortunately, I thought that maybe he could get good value on him. Um, I thought that for sure he was going to come back after these six games. And they're just being really careful because he kept practicing. But now he's a stay away. If you're willing to take the risk, by the way, you can listen to Brandon on the Hoopball Clippers podcast. Search for uh, that podcast anywhere you can find them. That's also at Hoopball Clips is an easy way to find all the stuff on that front. Um, an easy point of reference, oddly enough, 
is Kawhi Leonard from last year, who played in 60 games at a top 10 per game clip, and he was number 18 by totals despite missing 22 games. He missed uh, more than a quarter of the season, and he was still a mid-second round guy. So there is now, if you're willing to take the plunge, and there's, I think, a, a, a select few spots where you would you would probably consider doing this on Paul George, is if you think you can get to 60 games this year, and you have one of the top five picks, so you've already built your team around either Harden or Giannis or Cat or AD or Steph or one of these guys that sort of the consensus top five, you could sort of take Paul George at the end of the second round or beginning of the third and say, you know what, I'm going to sit on this guy for a month because I have this other dude that can hold my team in the air. And if Paul George comes back and only misses 13 or 14 games and you're getting a t- I mean, he was a top five guy last year. That, that's a, there's a very high risk reward situation, but the, and this is why having one of those top five picks is so important because if you're at the end of the first round, you can't take Paul George and sit on him because at that point you need like Kyrie Irving to hold your team afloat. And that may or may not happen. So you can't take a risk there, but if you've got one of the top three or four guys in the league anyway, that's where you can take another risk. There's so many advantages to being at the front of a draft. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and I think, with Paul George, you're getting a guy that's going to absolutely contribute when healthy. And you also need to realize there are going to be times when he's playing and Kawhi isn't. They're yeah. going to try, I'm guessing, to make sure that at least one of those guys is on the floor at mostly all times. So if that's the case, then I'd be happy to have PG as the number one option in some of those games that he is playing. So I like him uh, it's interesting because we're going to talk a little bit about auction in terms of the values and all that. And the three guys I think I like a lot, um, both Paul George right now for Yahoo, he's listed at $47. I mean, I think right now I'd be comfortable spending between 30 to 33 on him and probably no more than that. Um, but it's interesting because this really does go to which site do you trust because the value is going to be different on each site. So you got to make sure you set your price point before the draft and have an idea of where you want to go because you can be priced out of guys. But then a guy like Paul George, if you see he's only going for 2022, 20, you know, hey, I, I want to go and bid on him. And you will until that 25, 26, 27. I'm extremely jealous of anybody who has any draft they're in with a top three pick. I, I have one draft where I got fourth pick and then the other. Uh, well, I've won that where it hasn't been ordered yet so there's still hope I, I there's still hope that i might end up with the top three in something uh i have a fourth pick an eight a ten and a 12 has been the way it's shaken out for me so i'm generally back in that kind of clunky area where you really can't i don't think take a chance on paul george i'm extremely envious of those in snake drafts that have that top two pick and they've got ad and they're like well you know my team my first round guy is going to be like basically the equivalent of two second round guys. So I'll just sit on my second round guy for a month and on pick 23, I'm going to take Paul George and then, and pick 26, I'm going to go take an early third round guy and I can just cruise along. There is a lot that goes into it. Certainly on the auction side, you have to figure out what you're willing to spend, but he's a guy that's definitely dropping with the news that he would be out at least 10 games. Um, Let's get into Brandon's faves though. That's, that's what the people came to see or hear. I guess they, they probably shouldn't see it. If they do, we need to take out a restraining order. Who's fave number one? I'm going to start, I think, with going with the player that has gotten some praise here. And he's going to be, he's one of my keepers in one of my leagues. And that's part of the reason why 
he's on this list. But somebody that I think is having a pretty good preseason and I think is going to get the opportunity that he did not get as much last year. And I know this is crazy to go for somebody on a Scotty Brooks team, but I'm going with Thomas Bryant. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think this is somebody that has the potential to be a top 25 guy uh, when all is said and done. When you see Pascal Siakam right now going in the third round some places, I mean, this is crazy. But in my auction draft, I was going to tell you this before we even started the podcast, I was looking at the values that ESPN sets for these guys. And this is normally where you get a pretty good idea of how much you should spend on guys. They have Siakam number 10 overall, which is mind-blowing to me. But that being said, it tells you the potential of a guy like Thomas Bryant. He's shooting a ton of threes during the preseason. He contributes everywhere. He shoots really good percentages from the field when he's not chucking up nine threes a game. And he shoots free throws well. So I think I'm going to have Bryant as number one on this list. Interesting. Okay, so this is... Let's let's dig into this a little bit deeper. Thomas Bryant, who, uh, the, you know, there's always the some stuff you worry about. Towards the end of last year, in only 23 and a half minutes per game, he was number 88. So we already got a pretty good idea of what he can do when he starts to get ramped up a little bit. Is your hope that he's going to sit in that 28-minute range? Is that the target? Are you hoping for more than that? I mean, what, what's the what's the baseline for you with him? I'm hoping for 30. I mean, who's his competition? He, he really does not have much there. And with Ian Mihimi getting hurt, I think that opens up even more minutes for Bryant. So the issue is if he can stay out of foul trouble, which who knows if he does. But if he stays out of foul trouble, there's no reason why he can't play 30-plus minutes a game. Interesting. All right, so Thomas Bryant in 27 minutes per game, which is over the last month last year, averaged 14-9 and nine with 1.2 blocks, 60% from the field and 72% at the foul line. He's a good percentages guy. He'll get you a few points, a lot of hustle stuff. He'll get you some rebounds because he's out there. When I look at those numbers, the things that, that concern me a little bit is, can the volume come up a little bit? Because he's, I think he's at a point. That was kind of like the cresting point. I'm just playing devil's advocate over here. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of at this weird cresting point where in that 27, 20 minute range, 28 minute range, he still was only taking nine and a half shots per game. It was all just whatever was available to him. I feel like we kind of need to see him get up near like 11 shots per game to be a little more part of the offense, a little more aggressive on that side of the ball. And with that little, that little volume bump, a few extra points, an extra portion of a three-pointer, his field goal percent, which is already brilliant, becomes an even more powerful positive because the volume is bigger. Can the blocks be any higher than 1.2, or is that a pretty reasonable target for him? I think it's reasonable. I mean, if you can get one and a half, that'd be great. Um, obviously, more minutes on the floor, more opportunities. Um, but just to give you an idea, I mean, in 26 minutes in one game, he was 6 of 13 from the field. So, I mean, they're trying to get him shots. And Bradley Beal is talking him up a lot, which I think is really important because right now Beal clearly needs somebody to trust. Another game, by the way, he had 14 field goal attempts. So I really do think he's going to get double-digit field goal attempts because there's not much there offensively. So if you trust, if your number one guy trusts you, and it seems like that's the case with Beal, and they're talking about how hard Bryant has worked in the offseason and gotten better everywhere, then I think he's in a really good position to succeed. Last question on Thomas Bryant before I get you for number two on the, the Brandon's faves. 
His ADP on Yahoo is 68. I don't have his auction number in front of me. I'm, I'm assuming you have it somewhere nearby. Uh, 68, are you willing to take him there? Because this is a guy that he was going like in the late 40s, and then the pendulum kind of swung back the other direction where he's actually becoming closer to being a value again, where for a while it was way too early, and now it's sort of not anymore. Where are you aiming to take him in snake drafts, and where are you aiming to take him from an auction standpoint? Um, I think right now auction his value is about 14, um, which I'd be happy with. Okay. Uh, if you're thinking about it, you the one thing that's interesting about drafts, you obviously want to make sure you're not overpaying for a guy. But in this case, I do think Thomas Bryant has the ability to finish as a top 25, top, 20, top 30 guy. So with that being said, very comfortable taking him in that 68 range. And if I need to reach maybe a little bit, I'm happy to do that based on obviously what I have with my team already. But in this case, I really do think he can finish in that top 60 pretty comfortably. So if that's the case, then I'm okay taking him in the late 5th, early 6th at the very latest. Okay. Number two, rumbling along. Number two on the list. I'm going to go with a guy that you love too. Um, and someone that I don't think is getting a lot of credit where it's due. And this may be because of his most recent preseason game. I'm telling you, I... I, I We've talked about it where I do like to keep an eye on preseason once in a while just to see what guys are doing. I mean, in this case, Thomas Bryant's getting double-digit shot attempts in every single game. In this guy's case, I wanted to make sure he got through the preseason healthy and he continued to improve each game. And that is exactly what I'm seeing now with Robert Covington. He is producing everywhere. I mean, you have a guy that can somehow – this is not going to happen every game, obviously, and it won't happen probably any game this year – but 19 rebounds in a game while also getting three assists, a steal, and three blocks and double-digit points, you're not going to be able to get that very many places. And I was getting, I was having a conversation on Twitter with somebody who was talking about auction and wondering about blocks and what bigs they should target early if they should reach, obviously, and pay extra for a guy like Jokic or a guy like Gobert to get those blocks. And I said, well, I don't want to pay Gobert money because, A, I don't know if he's going to maybe decline a little bit because um, he's a guy that has struggled a little bit to stay healthy. And I want guys that I can put it small forward, power forward, that can give me blocks. And in this case, Covington can do exactly that. I like the Swiss Army Knife type guys. And frankly, you and I have molded into a very similar person over the last <laughs> year or two. I think. Yeah. It's, it's very strange, but we think alike and we win alike. So in this case, I really do think that Covington has the opportunity there. There's not a whole lot of, of in his way. I don't like Wiggins. Teague is fine. Towns is obviously a beast, but the opportunity is there. The minutes are there for him to produce. Well, I mean, I'd love to play devil's advocate on this one. I, I, I will, uh, just because, I mean, people know where I stand on Covington, so no one's going to believe what I'm about to say, but uh, are you at all worried about the knee stuff? Because the more that we see, the more we think maybe there really was something going on. I think he might have just been depressed, honestly. But whatever it is, he's kind of been slow to work his way back a little. Any fear there? A little bit, yeah. But the thing that pushes aside that fear is that last year, in a per-game basis, he was ranked 16th. Yeah, I know. I mean, that is thing. really, really good for where he's going in drafts. I mean, it just makes too much sense. What's interesting is that Yahoo seems to really be on the Covington train because at their auction value, they've got him at 21, which I think is pretty fair because it has some injury risk in there. 
So I think that's a really good amount for a $200 set league. His ADP is 48. So he's going at the very end of the fourth round in Yahoo Snake Drafts, which is uh, later than he was before. He's he's actually sliding a bit. I think people have been afraid because of this low preseason. Thank you, preseason. You finally helped me on one thing. Yep. The, the freaking preseason hype train is just driving me nuts because all of these guys that shouldn't or won't get much playing time to start the year are moving on to radars. These are guys that... I think a lot of us were thinking, well, bide our time. We'll pick them up in December, January, whatever. And now people are going to start drafting them, which also means, though, with a lot of those guys are going to end up on the waiver wire in December when they're not playing that many minutes. But, well, that's a different discussion. Preseason is bunk. Um, Yeah, I love Rob Covington. I mean, he kind of killed me in a league last year when they shut him down for the season. Uh, But he is he's incredible with with the traditional brewski cash stats, 2.43s, 2.1 steals, 1.3 blocks last year. That is an absurd uh, combined number on that. That's like six between the three categories. That's that's a crazy number if you're not talking about somebody who has like five in just the three-pointer category alone. He is, like you said, the rare shoot uh, small forward power forward that's going to get you a ton of blocks. His steals are through the roof. He hits threes. He rebounds. His, vo- his percentages aren't great, but his volume is so freaking low, it doesn't matter. Uh, this is a guy that I might end up with because he's going towards the end of the fourth round. And, well, actually, no, that's wrong because a lot of my terrible... This is another time you want to be a first overall pick <laughs> because that's where, you, that's where you're going to be drafting in leagues. He's not going to be there for all of my teams that are picking at the front of the fourth round, end of the third slash, you know, on the turn to begin the draft. Uh, and I don't know that I'm willing to reach at like 37, but you kind of have to if that's where you're sitting in the draft. I, I don't know. I'd love it if I could somehow rearrange things. But that's another guy that's that's kind of looking at you if you have a pick at the front of the draft. But anyway, uh, third man, Brandon's faves, third favorite. By the way, Dan, that's why you do auction. You do <laughs> yeah, auction because you have the opportunity to get anybody that you want. I mean, that that's what I'm talking about here. By the way, Covington. On ESPN, $1 his projection. Oh, my God. Yeah. So l- let's just keep in mind that some sites know a little bit more than others, and some care more about their basketball than others. Man, alive. Yeah, that's, that's a lack of effort. Yeah, that's not good. Um, the last one is somebody that we've talked about a lot on this show, and somebody that piques my interest because of not only opportunity, but because of usage. Um, and I think that with Oladipo out, I think Malcolm Brogdon's going to have all the opportunity in the world. And luckily, after that first game where he went off in the preseason, he slowed down a little bit. But this is somebody that you and I have talked about with the percentages. You don't get it very often where you can have a guy that will give you 50-40-90. That... He's a 50-40-90 guy. Uh, exactly. You don't get that very often. And somebody that can help you with, obviously, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, threes, and get assists, get steals. This is very similar to Oladipo, where Oladipo last year went to a new team, and he had all the opportunity in the world, and he shined as a top 20 guy, and then he got hurt. There's no reason why Brogdon, at a very young age still, can't take that next step and be somebody that contributes everywhere. I mean, right now, he's projected by ESPN. And just let's 15 and a half points, 4.3 rebounds, 4.9 assists, 0.9 steals. I think they're low in a several of those 
um, amounts. Yeah. 1.6 they threes, are though. 50% from the field and 90% from the free throw line. I mean, how often do you get a point guard that shoots 50% from the field? Not often. Almost not at all. And if you do get one of those weird point guards that has a good field goal percent, it's usually accompanied by a complete lack of three-pointers or a terrible free throw percent. He's an incredibly unique basketball player. I, he's going at 65 and a half in Yahoo leagues, and I have no problem at all taking him there or even a tiny bit in front of that. I would take him top 50. Uh, I think he. I think if I get right around that 50 area, I'd be happy taking him. Right now, he's six dollars on ESPN, and I think that's out of a 250 dollar budget. And on Yahoo, he's going for a little bit more than that. He's going for 10, which I think is still too low. I think you have the ability to get up to 18 or so I would spend on him mm. and somebody that's going to contribute and you don't have to worry about him in your lineup. That's the thing that's really a key is that when you spend 15 to 20 to 25, you want guys that are going to be on the floor and they're going to contribute and not really kill you. And in this case, Brogdon doesn't hurt you. And I, I'll throw in one other thing. I mean, Oladipo is supposed to be back in December, but... You never know. You never know. Exactly. It could be longer. He could have the reins for three months mm-hmm. instead of one and a half or two. I mean, that that's a big deal. And I will say, because he's going end of fifth, beginning of sixth, this actually falls more in the wheelhouse of someone who has a pick on the turn. You might be able to scoop a guy like a Brogdon, and you might not have to go too crazy with reaching for him. Uh, Brandon, I love it. That's an interesting three-pack, too. I feel like you managed to pluck a guy from each type of draft school there's the bryant which is like the young guy getting a first opportunity there's the brogdon guy on a new team who quietly had a really good season last year but maybe people didn't realize it and the rob covington the distressed asset who's brilliant when he's healthy but missed half of the year that's the grab bag man i love it that's a cornucopia there you go i love to do the cornucopia that was (laughs) that was the goal there i wanted to have some different type of players and also guys that won't go in the same place so they are spread out a little bit. So you do have the possibility to end up pos- with all three. A cornucopia, uh, by the way, in addition to just being a, a supply of many things, um, is also that horn with like f- <laughs> fruits, veggies, and flowers in it. And so <laughs> that is now the official logo of Brandon Day. <laughs> uh, okay, that's a, that's a fine logo. Yeah, uh, although we'd I, both have I, allergies if we sniffed it. Speaking of which, going back to the uh, main topic of conversation, when we open up this show, when you got a nosebleed from uh, from the fires, yeah, did, did that happened a lot in elementary school. Because I'm kind of worried about what elementary school Dan was like. Elementary school Dan had a lot of stuffy noses. Did oh. you get pushed in a few lockers? Uh, no, because I went to a little private school where everybody was a little nerd like me. Exactly. And I was like the cool guy among the... That's not true. I was never cool. But I did... I was in the minded his own business uh, groupings of, in elementary, middle, and high school. There you go. Nobody, By the way, that picture you posted of you and Asher, spot on. Love it. Yeah, my wife was pretty thrilled about that. She she Instagrammed them together and then I, I harvested it from, from her phone and reused it. Uh, we do have the same... Well, had. I don't have that much hair anymore. Those are the good old days. Uh, Brandon Marcus, thanks, my man. Hey, happy Brandon Day. Happy Brandon Day. He's at BD Marcus on Twitter. We will talk to you when there's basketball. Sounds like a plan. Lakers, Clippers, let's go. Oh, man. Well, that's going to stress me out. I didn't even realize it was happening that soon, but, well, what, whatever. I'm That'll be my ailment for today. Big thank you once again to Brandon Marcus. Last time we'll talk before the season begins. Again, he is at BD Marcus on Twitter. 
Uh, trying to get a little bit more auction chatter on here. We'll also have Eric Ong back on the show here in the not-too-distant future for Auction 102. 201? I don't know how our classes are changing. Maybe it's still Auction 101, and I haven't passed out of the first class yet. In any event. Uh, coming up later on on today's program, we're going to talk to Neil Rochlani. That's in just a few minutes. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, a few things that I want to remind everybody about. We'll see if we have time to squeeze one or two D-bombs into today's show. A lot of things to cover. But... First thing I wanted to mention is our partnership with MyBookie.ag. I felt like this was a good time to bring it up because we're about to talk betting and where you can go to find some stuff, including season win totals and our NBA wagering, which is coming up here in the next little bit. MyBookie.ag, they'll have those NBA betting lines up in the next couple of days. And when you open your account, they will match your initial deposit up to $1,000 with promo code TODAY. T-O-D-A-Y is the promo code I was going to say, tell them Dan sent you, but that that doesn't make any sense. If you write in the promo code today, they'll probably know that Dan sent you or somebody else with the same promo code. In any event, mybookie.ag is the website. Follow them on Twitter. Check them out in reality. And if you accidentally type in mybookie.com, it will forward you to the right place anyway. And I thought that was a really nice way to segue into our next co-host, not guest, the wonderful Neil Rochlani. At sign ball with Neil. What's up, man? It's betting time. I'm sorry I wedged you out of Tuesday this week. I know. It's all right. One day later is not bad. Yeah, I guess. Just, just glad you put me back on to co-host. It's nice. I'm, yeah, there you go. I'm so, oh, I'm so proud of you, Neil, not, not <laughs> thanking me and actually calling yourself a co-host for once. It took us all the way to the last show before the season started. Yeah, it just takes about a year or so to get comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it, damn it. I will take it. Um, so everybody listening knew I had a fantasy draft on Monday night and when Neil and I would normally record. Did not have one on Tuesday night. I do have one on Wednesday night, so this was sort of the in-between. That all made sense. And Neil, we will continue our exploration of betting prop bets. These are really prop bets for all intents and purposes. They're futures, but it's like it's almost like, well, I don't even know what the the proper terminology is because it's not... Season win totals, it's not who's going to win a division or the championship. It's We're actually going with stats. We're betting on stat accumulation this year, which is kind of fun, I think. Anyway, uh, Neil on Twitter, as uh, I mentioned at the outset here, is at ball with Neil, B-A-L-L-W-I-T-H-N-E-I-L. He's going to be guiding us through the gambling universe this year. The two of us will take you all through it. And today... Very excited. Our last two to cover before the season begins. Points per game and assists per game. These are good ones, Neil. Where should we start? Well, let's go points. That's the big one. Points? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think everybody can guess who the odds-on favorite is here. It's James Harden at uh, plus 125. But I don't know that it's as cut and dry this year as maybe it was last season because there's a Russell Westbrook in town. Um in the last few episodes of this show that we've done and we've talked about betting, I've sort of just ripped through a few names um, and maybe work our way up from the bottom. You want to work from the top or the bottom? I, I still haven't decided which way is better. Oh, gosh. That's a good question. I'll go top to bottom. James Harden, Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Anthony Davis are the top four. The next chunk, which is still kind of in the top chunk, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Joel Embiid, Damian Lillard, and LeBron James. Those are guys that are all either 20-1 to or lower odds. 
The next chunk of 25 to 1 to, we'll call it 50 to 1, is Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Cat, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, and Kemba Walker. The 50 to 100 range is Blake Griffin, Zach Levine, Jimmy Butler, and Russell Westbrook. That's an interesting name at 100 to 1. And then beyond that, the long shots, 150 to 1, all the way up to 500 to 1, is CJ McCollum, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday, LaMarcus Aldridge, Luka Doncic, Nico La Jokic, Trey Young, Pascal Siakam, Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, and Zion Williamson. Um, Zion, I bet, is going to draw some bets at 500 to 1, would be my guess. I think that's going to draw people's money, but that's actually an oddly public bet to play. I think odds makers feel pretty confident he's not going to score 28 points a game. <laughs> right? Aren't you? Yeah. I, I mean, the preseason has been spectacular, but uh, I don't think he gets there this year. What about <clears throat> maybe, among... maybe above 20, though? I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. Yeah. I mean, I think he probably ends up below 20. It's, uh, well, either way, it's not going to be enough. Who of those names in the 100 to 1 or higher range stands out to you as kind of an interesting name? Uh, Doncic and Westbrook are probably the two that my eyes went to. Um, Trey Young, Pascal Siakam is sort of like the honorary mentions in that territory. Are any of them worth our $1 here out of the 10 we start with? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, oh, gosh. I don't think any of these guys are going to get into the mid-20s. So Lisa Doncic, maybe. But, I mean, if Porzingis is healthy, probably not. Aldridge, definitely not. Um, what about Trey? I guess, it, I guess it would be Westbrook. Not Pascal either? Oh, gosh. I don't think so. No. No, you have to, like, no, that's, like, 10 more points than last year, right? I, I don't think I can go Westbrook because of the Harden thing. I think my $1 in this group, I'm just going to – I feel like I have to spend $1. Uh, I'm going to go Trey Young because I don't feel like the guys around him got that much more incredible from a scoring standpoint. There's still John Collins, but otherwise it's it's a little bit of a mishmash. I don't think Kevin Herter is going to score a ton of points. They've got some young guys that should be fine – uh, multiple players that I think are all are are named DeAndre. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I I'm gonna go one dollar on Trey Young in the ultra long shots, um, middling long shots here. Now you start to see a couple of names pop up that maybe are a little bit more relevant. I'm gonna call this the uh, anything above twenty five to one and under a hundred to one. So this is again Cat, Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell, Kemba Walker, Blake Griffin, Zach Levine, and Jimmy Butler. Uh, there are a handful of names actually in my estimation in that area that could get damn close to the top of the league in scoring. Donovan Mitchell feels like a possibility. Uh, Jimmy Butler feels like a possibility. I I think I could be convinced to put a couple of my fake dollars in this group who jumps out uh, in your eyes here. Uh, it'd be Carl Anthony towns. I think he can get more points this year. Um, and then maybe, Oh gosh, that's probably, maybe well Zach Levine, but I doubt the Bulls will score that many points. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to do the Jim Boylan effect there. Yeah, well, yeah, they just they have yeah, they're not going to be a high powered offense. Um, I guess Towns. If I had to pick one, I mean, I like Mitchell, like you said, and I liked uh, who'd you say? Who was your first? I, one? I threw Jimmy Butler in there as oh, well. Oh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he's just never been. Yeah, he's too efficient. He's a pretty efficient scorer, actually. He so doesn't he just, take a ton of shots. He's not yeah. a big, high-volume guy. No, he'd have to become this the new Jimmy that takes 22 shots a night, and that's just not him. It's free throws. You know, he takes his contact. He takes his mid-rangers, whatever it is. He's going to have to do a lot of scoring on Miami, though. But I don't know about 
getting into the mid to high 20s. Some of these other guys feel like they're much more prone to just hucking it towards the rim, and that's kind of why I threw Donovan Mitchell's name into the mix. Uh, but we'll circle back to this, because I still have I have $9 left. You still have all 10 of your bucks, I believe. Uh, the 25 to 10-ish, meh, doesn't matter. We, we can even go one by one at this point. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, could either of those guys actually do it with them on the same team? I'm a no for these dudes. Yeah, exactly. There, there's no way they can both get to 30, I don't think. What about Bron Bron at 20? Bron Bron can get there for sure. Yeah. Isn't he going to be pissed <laughs> I, this year? If he, if, he, if he wants to, I think he can get there, yeah, pretty easily. The question is how much does he defer to Anthony Davis? Yeah, he just loves to pass the ball. He does love to pass the ball. He loves to pass the ball. But, yeah. now, man, is anybody else really? Well, I guess Kuzma, when he's healthy, there's another scorer on the team. He doesn't do anything else, but he does score. Yeah, all right, okay. So it's going to be tough for him to lead the league. But he can. He walks into 22 points a game. What's a couple extra buckets? Dame at 20-1, to 1, you think there's a chance there? I, I feel like every season he's sort of in the mix, but never quite all the way there. I'm going to say no with Dame. I just don't see enough changing in Portland for him to get from 26 points up to closer to 30. Yeah, exactly. I, I think he's going to end up around 25, 26 again. Oh, uh, boy. The next name on the list above Dame is Joel Embiid. And again, this is a 58-game minimum, so averages are good enough. He, to me, is actually kind of an interesting play here because he, even though there's a lot of names on that team... He averaged 27 and a half points per game last year, and I presume he's going to get a little bit better. Uh, no Jimmy Butler, so there is a little bit more available to he, Tobias, and Ben Simmons. Simmons is pass first. I mean, he Embiid is the number one scoring option on that team. I think I'd put at least one of my fake dollars on Embiid at 14 to 1. I would too. No, um, no J.J. Redick either. No J.J. Um, Redick either. That's right. Josh Richardson he a instead. Bunch of points. Yeah, and Josh, we'll see how much he scores. I would definitely put money on Embiid. Devin Booker, I think you could throw a fake dollar on him, too. Oh, gosh, yes. He could score 35. I could see that happening. Bradley Beal, does he get a fake dollar? I feel like he also gets one. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, I guess he'd have to, right? I mean, if you're going to go, I mean, he's potentially a 30-point scorer every night. What about Anthony Davis? This is an interesting one because before he started only playing half of ballgames last year, he was actually in the high 20s. Uh, LeBron is a better scorer than Drew Holiday. There's sort of more going on with this Lakers team. I I think I'm actually kind of a thumbs down on AD to lead the league in scoring this year. I I love his game, and I know he's going to be doing a lot, uh, but that's asking him to do a ton, a ton, a ton uh, of scoring on a team that should have a couple of other options out there. I'll put a dollar on AD. I I just love him. (laughs) So I just have to put a dollar on him. I think he's going to get very close. What about Giannis? I, mean, I think, he I think was a LeBron could set him up for like 20 easy points a night. My yeah, God. that's true. Life is going to be a little simpler. Hmm. Yes. All right, what about uh, Giannis? He was at uh, close to 28 points per game last year. I just think he takes a step back in the scoring. Seems like he doesn't need to get any better in that department. I just don't see as much new opportunity for him as some of these other guys. So I'm with you. I don't think I'm putting a buck on him. And then Steph Curry... Uh, at, at two and a half to one. He is basically the other favorite. There's sort of two favorites in this race. It's Harden and it's Curry. Between Harden and Steph, I probably would rather bet on Steph at the slightly juicier odds. Neither one of them is all that juicy, but uh, have we... I don't... I, I'm Based on the fact that he's the number two uh, name on this list, 
it seems like they're well aware of what Steph was like before Kevin Durant showed up in Golden State. All my money's going on Curry. That's left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever I have left is going on Curry. I know Harden's probably still the the better choice, and the odds aren't that much. I mean, it's it's twice better, but it's not. Um, they're not very long odds, and I don't like betting so much on favorites. But I think if I had to pick one, Curry would be my favorite, even without any odds. All right, let's so. split up our ten dollars here. I'm going to figure mine out, All and right. that'll buy you a minute here to figure out where yours are going. Uh, in my long shots, I'm going to put one dollar on Trey Young. Um, so that's the only dollar I'm spending back in that realm. I'm going to actually skip over the middling group. Um, I don't, I don't think any of those guys actually make it quite far enough. Jimmy Butler was probably the closest I got to doing something in there. Uh, and then in the favorites, so I have nine bucks to spend kind of among the, the upper tier. Uh, I'm going to put four of those nine on Steph. I think you and I both are looking his direction. Uh, one on Beal one on Booker, and two on Joel Embiid. And I think, did that get me there? Did I just do nine or did I just do eight of my remaining nine? Either way, that's what I'm spending right now. If I put a dollar back in my pocket, I apologize. But that's where my fake bucks are going on this points per game uh, discussion. Okay, I will go, I'll go one dollar on Zion Williamson, just for fun. Okay, that is fun. <laughs> why, why, why that not? is for fun. <laughs> All right, I'll go one dollar on Carl Anthony Towns. One on Embiid and Booker and Beal, and then the remaining, I believe, five on Curry. Okay. Yep. So we're not too far apart on that one. Okay, assists per game. This is a fun one, too. We'll work our way up from the bottom, just like last time. The 100-to-1 long shots or deeper. Terry Rozier, Malcolm Brogdon, DeMar DeRozan, DJ Augustine made the list, ladies and gentlemen. Golf clap for DJ Augustine. Mike Conley. Kemba Walker, Giannis, interestingly enough, is in the 100-to-1 long shot range, and Bradley Beal. These are big names at 100-to-1 or higher. They are tempting, but none of them is quite tempting enough. That's the problem for me here, is that you need to be looking for someone who can average 8-10 to 10 assists per game. Those guys are not that guy. As much as we love Giannis's passing, he was still only at six last year, so he ain't leading the, the league in assists this season. I don't see anyone on this, this list that's going to be doing enough passing to get there. Kemba, Beal, Giannis, those guys all strike me as five, six to six and a half assists per game max. Am I missing something there? No, you're not missing anything, but I, you know what? I think Conley could be more facilitator this year. You got some outside shooting. Donovan's going to take a ton of shots. I would throw a dollar on Conley. Okay. I like it. Get aggressive. It's a get, very get, long shot, I know, and it is 100 cool. to 1. So. Let, let's get weird. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Rondo, Doncic, Kyrie, John Morant, Damian Lillard are the 50 to 100 range. Um, I've, I've, I mean, you know how little I know about rookies. I've heard Ja could actually rack up some assists, but it'd be pretty interesting for a rookie to win the assist title. Um, in this group, I don't think Rondo's going to play enough. I don't think Kyrie's going to pass quite often enough. Same with Dame. So of this group, I think I'm, I might throw the $1 on Luka just like I did over in the points per game. His popcorn stats are crazy. People don't understand. I don't crush Luka Doncic because I don't like him as a player. I crush him because his percentages were garbage last season. But his scoring and his passing and his rebounding were all amazing. He can, But he was at six assists last year too. So can he make the leap? I mean... I guess the question is, now that he has a couple functional teammates, is that going to be enough? 
I'm at this point. I might not put a single dollar on any of these players so far. Did anyone in that fifty to hundred range strike your fancy? I'm with you on Luca. I mean, in terms of his popcorn stats, and I actually think he can make the leap. Um, yeah, I actually think he should be valued higher. So I would definitely put a dollar on Luca. Okay, I might. Do I think the he. Same I, thing. I'll be shocked if he's if he's under eight this year. Ricky Rubio, James Harden, Steph Curry, Drew Holiday, Draymond Green. Jokic and Lonzo Ball are all in the 15 to 50 range. I don't really know how I broke this down. It was a little bit nonsensical. Now we're getting into some guys that could actually get up there in the assist numbers. Uh, Ricky Rubio is a little bit of a dark horse to just pass the ball a ton and just watch Devin Booker take a ton of shots this year. I don't think I can bring myself to do it. I'd love to say I think he can get up to like nine assists a ball game, but I do think the ball's going to be in Booker's hands probably too often for that to be the case. Uh, James Harden being this far down the list surprised the hell out of me. Didn't it surprise you to see him way down here? Yeah, I guess this is the uh, Westbrook effect, right? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. He was at seven and a half assists per game last year, so they're basically downgrading him to, you know, into the sort of six range like the rest of these guys. What do you think Rubio can do? Could he get into the 8-9 whatever range? Could he be a factor in this one? If I could bet Rubio finishes in the top three in assists, I would probably make that bet. Mm. I don't know if he gets to one, though. Yeah. That's, I think he's going to be very close to it, though. I think he'll be in the top five at the end of the season. Yeah, I might put my first long shot dollar on Ricky Rubio here just because I got to spend it on somebody. Um, what about Draymond Green? Oh my gosh! I just I just noticed him. Um, he's obviously someone who's <laughs> capable of ten assists a night. I I don't see it. This doesn't yeah, have that I'm many scores you. around him. He can't kick it out to Clay. You know? Yeah, he's it's just, just Steph. He, he can't just like dump it down to Kevin Durant and watch him take a fadeaway. Um, so yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Absolutely with you on that one. Uh, completely agree. Jokic at sixteen to uh, at sixteen to one. Um, he averaged seven point three assists per game last year. It seems like it'd be really hard for that to get any higher for him, though. Yeah, I think he's that's kind of his ceiling as well. Maybe another assist, maybe up to eight, but that's about it. As a point of reference, the reason that Westbrook is the favorite here is because he led the league in assists by two per game last season. So it wasn't close. Um, here's the top chunk. Jeff Teague, I pause for emphasis, at 14-1. De'Aaron Fox, Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, Ben Simmons, LeBron James, Trey Young, and Russell Westbrook. There's... LeBron was at 8.3 last year. Kyle Lowry was at 8.7. I think Lowry's assists actually come down this year because there's no Kawhi. Freddie Van Fleet's going to be running some point alongside of him. I think his scoring's going to go up. Uh, Teague was at 8.2 last season. Um, I don't. I don't know that that changes all that much. The two names that I in that group that I just read off that caught my eye: Chris Paul and Trey Young. What about you? I know how much you love Chris Paul. Um, I do. So I knew that was, that was going to be <laughs> you in knew, there. Um, you knew it. Yeah, Trey Young would be my pick too as well. Just because we don't know what's going to happen in um, you know, in Houston. Westbrook and uh, Harden are going to – can they both get like that high assist numbers? I yeah. guess it's possible. But I'd rather have Trey Young because that offense is going to be running up and down the court and he's going to have the ball in his hands the entire time. And he's a very good passer. So I am basically splitting my $10 between Chris Paul and Trey Young in this one. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll put a buck on Westbrook because who the hell knows? You know, he'll he'll get his he'll get his dimes mixed in. But to me, uh, Chris Paul still had eight point two assists last year alongside James Harden as the def as the actual leader of this current iteration, whatever that you want to call this Thunder team. 
I feel like he can close his eyes and walk into tennis this ball game. Um, I, I think that should be enough. And then you just have to hope that if he gets moved, it doesn't tank his assist per game. Injuries are not an issue because you only got to get a 58. And I think he can get to 58 games because that's what he played last year when he was badly hurt. Uh, and then Trey Young, who's just going to have the ball in his hands all the time forever. And as we saw sort of towards the end of last year, he averaged 9.4 assists per game uh, over the last couple months of the year. The only guys that had more assists per game than Trey late last season, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. Uh, can LeBron average 10 assists a game this year? That's a lot over an entire season. I'm, I'm still the ilk. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, he might. Maybe I should <laughs> Honestly, both. Maybe until I should he shows one. he can't, I think he can literally do whatever he wants on a basketball court. Neil, you're um, a wise man. I don't know if I'm a wise man. I'm just like, just in awe of his basketball ability. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't bet on it though. I think he's going to be resting. He may not. He may defer a lot. So I'll buy you one talk, minute here. He talks again. about the the I mean, the offense going through Davis. I don't know if I really believe that, but I think there may no. be some plays to go through Davis. So perhaps it takes his assist down. I'm going to buy you uh, 40 seconds here while I split up my money between just three guys. So it's, I'm not going to be able okay. to buy you a ton of time. Um, but my money is going to be five on Chris Paul, four on Trey Young, and one on LeBron James. Because screw it, I'm a Laker fan, so let's let's see what happens here. I, I, I'm i not going crazy with this one. I don't have too many long shots mixed in. I know I said maybe I'd put a buck on Ricky Rubio, but probably not. So I'm I'm largely looking at guys inside the top four or five names. But still, I mean... You know, if Chris Paul comes through at seven to one, those five bucks become uh, thirty-five pretty quick, and the other five bucks I spent doesn't seem like that big of a hole in the pocket. So five on Chris Paul, four on Trey Young, and one on LeBron James. Your turn, my good man. All right, I'm gonna have a little more long shot uh, picks here. I'm gonna go with Mike Conley for a dollar, mm. which I know is crazy, but I I like to bet on people I like. Okay, and then secondly, uh, Luka Doncic. I'll put a dollar on Luka. Okay, that's two. Um, I'm going to put one on... I'll put one on Rubio. Okay. Why not? I mean, if we can go... We can go Booker scoring 40. Why not? Can't Rubio get to 10 assists? Why um, not? That's a good then I'll, good theme. You're at three now. <laughs> why not? And then I'll put... Uh, I like to put... A bet that Fred Van Fleet has more assists than Kyle Lowry, but we can't do that. All right, <laughs> no, so he's not I'm, even on the list. That's that. Wouldn't that be a good bet? Anyway, um, let's go two on um, LeBron. Okay, five bucks left. Let's go one. Oh yeah, one on Chris Paul. Four bucks left. One on. You're gonna hate me for this, Lonzo Ball. <laughs> not happening. Three left. <laughs> I know. But I just wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> and then I'll put the rest, the three on Trey Young. All right, yes. three on Trey Young. So you and I both like Trey. That's the no, big Lon overlap. Lonzo Ball could, I, if he becomes the, if that team runs and scores, like, you know, 120 plus points a game, it's in the possibility. Yeah, it's not a possibility. <laughs> it's, it's too many other guys. <laughs> You're like, there's no chance. There's no there's chance. Because no Drew, because Drew Holiday is going to have like five or six assists too. I just, I don't, I mean, I, I like Lonzo Ball. All this this stuff about all of these guys magically becoming superstars now that they're Pelicans. I do think a lot of them play better to, once they're out of the LA spotlight. But this is still the same, like really good defensive rebounding point guard Lonzo Ball, who has massive holes in his offensive game. Uh, his passing is good though. He he does throw passes harder than most players in the league. And if he's got teammates that are ready to catch him, he could rack up some assists. He just you know nobody on the Lakers could shoot last year, so that was that was a little bit of a deal. 
Um, I just think there's too much of a log jam in that backcourt. Too many guys. Brandon Ingram's a ball stopper. Drew is, is going to be doing a lot of the handling. Zion's going to be kind of running offense at times. It's just it's sort of a lot going on. But yeah, anyway, I mean, you were mostly trolling me with the Lonzo pick. But anyway, <laughs> oh, no. I accept I your honestly think I honestly think he can finish in top five in assists. So we'll see that. Wow, that would be an, that would be an incredible achievement. Um, the wonderful Neil Rochelani. Hey, uh, good luck, man. Hey, how's the preseason gambling going before you go? Um, I haven't made any wagers this past week. Still one and oh, still batting a thousand. Oh yeah, <laughs> I had one tonight, but I was too afraid to pull the trigger. So how would it have gone? I would have won, but it was the line moved six points against me. Whoa! <laughs> so, uh, Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> so I got pre-season. too scared. The magic of the preseason. What a what a yeah. wonderful time. We'll have real mm-hmm. games to bet on on Tuesday of next week, guys. We are coming down the shoot, Neil. Apologies again for bumping you for a day, and thank you as always for making the time. Thank you, Dan. Talk to you next week. He is at Ball with Neil on Twitter. Check him out. Post haste. Tell him I told you to, and then bother him about betting stuff. I'm sure you'd love to talk betting on Twitter, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would love to. And then any ideas too? I'd love to bounce off people as well. So that's that'd be great. Thing. Let's do it. Let's all win some money together. Neil, I'll talk to you in a bit. That was Neil Rochelani. We have a big project in the hopper that Neil's working on. I can't tell you about it yet, but I'm very excited for the day that I can. It's just not yet. Uh, Folks, a couple of things here I want to remind you before we do a pair of D-bombs or, uh, boy, we're at 50 minutes here, aren't we? So maybe just one D-bomb. We'll get one in here at the end of the show. Uh, Quick reminders on a couple of things. Number one, sleepers and busts are in the draft guide now, and you can get $4 off with the coupon code we had on the Friday show. It was the word BREW, B-R-U, is the coupon code for $4 off the draft guide, which has the B-150 and sleepers and busts. We also have Game Time Premium. That starts here on Sunday. That's the full season premium membership. It gives you access to all of the premium articles throughout the year. Live Q&As with our best pros, our weekly lineup show with Brew, myself, and Brandon Marcus, uh, our weekly waiver show with the great Ethan Noroff and Eric Ong. It's an incredible, incredible package, and you can get it for the entire season. Do it now because the coupon code runs out at the end of this month, so you'll want to get it while you still can use the coupon code. Also, the newsletter that I told you about yesterday Huge turnout so far, and I'd love it if you guys would continue to find that sign-up form. We are going to have it on the website here shortly, but right now, just follow us on Twitter, at Dan Bespris, or again, you can search for Dan from Hoopball and follow me on Twitter that way. Posting the link a couple times a day, it's the brand new Hoopball newsletter with exclusive free content from the great Aaron Bruski himself, our founder, fantasy champion of the universe, he who created the Brewski 150, he who created the term cash counters, he who has won the Fantasy Writer of the Year Award, he who brought us all to Hoopball. He's writing an article in the newsletter that you cannot get anywhere else. It's the only place that newsletter or that article is available. So follow us on Twitter at Dan Bespers or at Hoopball Fantasy or at Hoopball Tweets, that would also work. Sign up, it takes eight seconds. You just put in your email address and a first name, and then you get access to Brew's letter straight to your inbox. It's remarkable. Quickly here, a D-bomb before the end of the episode. I'm just doing one guy on today's show, and it is an old guy, and his name is Serge Ibaka. I haven't talked about him almost at all this entire offseason, 
And it occurred to me, I kind of have to, because last year he averaged 15-8 and eight on 53% from the field, 76% at the free throw line, 1.4 blocks, and that made him the number 64 player on a per-game basis in fantasy. And there really isn't a, a reason to think that things are going to change a whole lot. I know we've heard that, you know, Marcus Ole and Serge and, and OG and Pascal and these guys are going to be floating around in and out of the lineup. He's going to play. He's going to play. He was more than good enough to be on the floor. He was actually number 56 by totals last year. And he only did it in 27 minutes of ball game. So with Kawhi out of town, even if you thought, hey, Marcus Ole is going to eat into his minutes, all the minutes Kawhi played at small forward and power forward, guys can slide down to take those. OG can slide down. Pascal can slide a side to side and take those Kawhi Leonard minutes. So there is opportunity in the front court between Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol. It's not going to be a straight 24-minute split at the center position. Serge is going to chew up a couple of power forward minutes from here and there, and that's all he needs, as we saw from last year, because he was inside the top 60 in only 27 minutes per game. Currently, Serge Ibaka is being drafted 98.6 human temperature. Had to make that joke. He's going full Nick Lachey here on draft ADPs. 98-6 for a guy that finished in the 50s last year. That is almost four rounds of value on an old guy. And the reason I bring him up is because not only is he sort of a quiet, plodding producer from that power forward center spot, but he's a center with good percentages and some blocks that you can get late in a draft. If you missed out on centers early, if you picked up your guards early, if someone sniped you on Jonas Valanciunas in the mid-rounds and you didn't get that guy, and someone took Brook Lopez early, Serge Ibaka is a way to sort of make up a little bit of the ground there where his blocks are going to be pretty damn close to what Jonas is doing. It won't be Brook Lopez-level blocks from Ibaka, but he's way down the, the charts here. This is beginning of the ninth round. That's crazy late to get a guy with top 65, top 60 upside. He's not just an old man that's out there to plot along at a top 90 clip. He was two to three rounds better than that last year, and I think it's being overlooked. So that's your sneaky end of show, D-Bomb. Hey, if you want to hang out with us here at Hoopball and become a contributor, let me know. There is a time commitment. This is not like a, hey, I want to mess around for 25 minutes a week. you got to be willing to learn. You need to have a passion and be part of something big that's growing over here. But hit me up. The recruitment continues. Podcasting, team coverage, fantasy writing, you name it. If you've got the skill and you want to help build this thing with us, bug me. I'd be more than happy to talk to you about it and find out if it could potentially be a fit. Again, best way to do so is on Twitter, at Dan Bespris. If you don't have social media, you can also go to the HoopBall forums and post a thread there. I will see those as well. I'm monitoring all of that stuff all day, every day, especially right now as we lead up to the start of the fantasy season. Once again, massive thank you to Brandon Marcus for bringing his three favorite names on today's podcast. If you want to go those guys, sleepers or hype guys or whatever, it doesn't matter. Either way, they're Brandon's faves. Big thank you to Neil Rochelani for popping on, talking some sports betting with us. We got some D-bombs in. We got some recruitment in. We got some newsletter in. We got some draft guide chatter in. We got lots of stuff going on right now, and I hope you guys are enjoying all of it. And the final thing I want to say is if you like the show, please rate and review the pod. You guys know how. I've bugged you plenty of times. I will talk to you 
tomorrow. We'll talk to Coach on tomorrow's show. Get a little DFS insight. So long, everybody. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.